0: As you watch this teaching, I would like to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Today, we're going to talk about restructuring.
1: Restructuring to achieve your goals. We've already talked about remembering. That was Monday night. You need to remember the vision that God gave to you. Remember it. Never forget it. Number two... You need to make an honest review, look at the numbers, and don't lie to yourself. Really look at the numbers, just like getting on the scales. Let the scales tell you the truth, or if you've been working on your finances or any other project, look at the numbers, make a review. Then you need to make a report to somebody so that you are accountable for what you did or didn't do. Then we saw last night that if you have realized that your goal was too big, Rather than stick with an unattainable goal, you need to revise. You need to revise. But when you revise, it also means you usually have to restructure. Everybody say restructure. Restructure. And that's what we're going to be talking to you about tonight. But we want you to have the download. It's free. It's called Starting the New Year Strong. And this teaching is good for any time of the year but particularly right now as you're starting a new year, it's free and it comes with the whole series, starting the new year strong. You will just love it. It is so practical. It's just so hands-on. And we're also offering you my book called 10 Guidelines to Help You Achieve Your Long-Awaited Promotion. If you have a prayer in need, let us know. Just call us 1-800-742-5593. We would love to take your call Or send us an email at prayer at renner.org. And the moment your email shows up in our inbox or the phone rings, we're going to really put our faith together with you. We want God to do the most wonderful thing in your life or your children or your grandchildren. God wants to move. He's just waiting for somebody to cry out in faith. And Jeremiah 33 says that if we'll call out to God in faith, He'll move. And so we'll call out to God with you and we believe God will move in your life. But tonight we're gonna talk about restructuring. Okay, this is gonna be really practical. And tonight I want us to give us examples of restructuring. We've already seen, number one, Hebrews 10.32, you need to remember your illumination. You need to remember your vision. Mm -hmm. We saw number two, you need to review. This is what the Apostle Paul did when he was in prison in a time of quarantine, he had time on his hand. So he said, I count not myself to have apprehended. That word count not was a mathematical term, which meant he was looking at the facts. He was looking at the facts. Look at the facts. Review where you are in your progress. Just look at the facts. Then you need to make a report, which is really holding yourself accountable to somebody for what you did or didn't do. And like Joel says, it's hard to eat an elephant at once. And if you found that you're trying to eat the elephant too fast, then you need to revise and create for yourself a plan that is doable. And when you revise, it usually means that you also have to restructure things. Now, restructuring means making changes. I want to read to you from my notes. It's all about change. Many times the methods and practices that worked in one season of our life will not work in the next season. That's the truth. They worked then, yeah. but that was for then. And they were okay for then. And they were okay. But as you move into a new season, sometimes you have to restructure because you're moving into a new season. Yeah, Sometimes restructuring is painful. It really is. And if you're doing what God has called you to do, it is essential for you to restructure things. And this is often where the rubber meets the road because saying that you want to change and actually doing it, those are two totally different things, Joel.
0: But I have to say it's better for you to change yourself than for your economic situation to change you or for your workplace to change you. It's better for you to change yourself first than to be corrected by somebody else. But the truth is
1: that the Spirit is willing, and very often the flesh is weak. It's like somebody who says, I really want to lose weight. Well, that's the easiest thing in the world to say. Losing weight's a different story. And often the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But you've got to pull your flesh in line. If you're going to attain, if you're going to make progress, then you have to change or you have to restructure. Now... There's different kinds of restructuring, but all of them require big changes. For example, for you to attain your vision, and we're gonna give you some practical illustrations tonight. You may have to restructure your financial priorities. You just may have to. For you to attain your vision, you may have to restructure your personal assignments. You can't give your attention to everything. For you to attain your vision, you may have to restructure the scheduling of your time. Oh, that's a big one. For you to attain your vision, you may have to restructure your living space. And sometimes for you to attain your vision, you have to restructure your relationships. All of these things sometimes have to be changed. Now, many people see the need to restructure simply as an interruption. We don't restructure just to create an interruption, that doesn't help anybody. We restructure for the sake of flow and for gaining new territory, but let's use the example of a restructuring of financial priorities. If you want to be financially free, if that's your vision, then you may have to restructure the way you're using your money,
0: right Joel? Oh yeah, you would have to learn how to make a budget, live on less than you make, You'd have to, then you would have to learn how to cut other things out of your life that are unnecessary. And you have to learn how to live on a plan. And if you hadn't lived on a plan for decades and you and your spouse just suddenly had to learn how to do that, that's not easy. It takes decades to build those budgeting muscles. And just to wake up one day and restart, it can be a little bit painful. But it's absolutely necessary if your goal, if your vision, if you're wise, to be free financially.
1: You know, several years ago, Denise and I made some financial decisions. We made we had a vision for our life. Well, to attain that vision, and then we had to make some changes. And we made some pretty radical changes. And at first we thought, man, these changes are huge. Can we do this? We're not talking about the ministry. We're talking about us. But you know, we did it fine. But we had to embrace it. And we had to be willing to embrace it. And when you embrace those restructuring, you end up with a lot of marvelous fruit. I wouldn't go back now at all. You know what, never hurt us a bit. We never lost a thing. We were never without. We're doing better as a result. But in order for us to attain our goal, we had to restructure some things. Same thing is true in the ministry. You know, God has called us to take the teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. Well, guess what? It takes money to do that. The gospel's free. TV time is not free. TV time is very, very expensive. And not just TV time, you have to have staff. You have to have staff that produces TV programs. And when I accept the call to restructure and to do more, guess what, it has a ripple effect. It means my TV producer has to do more. It means my edit department has to do more. My editorial department has to do more. Everybody, there has to be restructuring of everything to attain a goal and when you have a team around you that's not willing to restructure, it makes it tougher. Yes. But when you have a team that says, we're willing to do anything we have to do to do what
0: God wants us to do, God joins himself to that team and you're able to do it. You know, I think it's so interesting, when you're trying to make a big change in your life and it's already hard enough for you to make that change, it really is, and then people who you need help to make that change stand against you it's already hard enough, and now you have to deal with people who are not willing to help you make a hard change. That is not appreciated. And whenever you see people who do want to help you, it just makes them stand out so very much. Oh, they become precious to Oh, you. yes, it's just precious. But you know the thing about
1: financial priorities, it leads us back to vision. Because when you know what the vision is, the vision's number one. Well, when you know what the vision is, it helps you know how you need to restructure your finances. You know what you have to say yes to, and when you know what you have to say yes to, it makes it easier for you to know what you have to say no to. Really, a vision brings such clarity to your life, Joel.
0: You know, an example of this, if the vision is to be financially free, you might realize after you make your budget and look at it and seek advice that, you know, your house is too big, or maybe you have too many vehicles, Maybe you're going to have to sell a car, maybe two cars. Maybe you're just going to have to exist with one car to reach the goal, or maybe you're going to have to downsize to a smaller house so your your payment to the to the bank is smaller, so you can pay off your house earlier to reach the goal of being financially free. All that requires restructuring. And you know it's been said if you if you do the same thing over and over again and expect the same results, that's called insanity. And if you if you have a goal and you're not reaching it, you probably have to change something to make traction. Okay, let's move on to an example
1: of restructuring in your personal assignments. Okay, I'm going to use me as an example. All right, Denise and I decided to go on TV in America. Oh, I guess it was three years ago to bring a revival of the Bible. We've been on TV in the Soviet Union for years and years and years. Well, for me to go on TV once a week, that was a big step for me. But then God began to deal with me about doing it daily. Well, when you go on TV daily, it is quite a commitment. It is a huge commitment. And if you see most people that are on daily TV, most of them use services that are filmed in churches. Very few people sit in front of a camera and bring fresh content every single day because the amount of study that is required, it is reams of study. It is unbelievable amounts of time sitting in front of a camera. And I knew that's what God was asking me to do is to bring fresh teaching. I don't travel in America where I can film my services. I have no choice if I'm going to be on daily TV. I have to sit in this studio. I have to sit in front of a camera and I have to bring brand new fresh manna from heaven every single day. I've got to go through all those Greek words I've got to document it, make sure that it's right, write out all the study notes because we also provide study guides. Plus, in addition to that, I'm writing books all the time. Well, guess what? When we decided to do daily TV, suddenly it meant I had to restructure our life. There were a lot of things I could not do anymore. For example, I used to meet people downtown for breakfast and oh, how I loved that. You know what? My life doesn't allow that right now. I just can't do that and also do my ministry. I used to have more free time. I don't have any free time. If I pulled out a calendar right now and showed you my calendar, I can tell you what I'm going to do every day to the half day for the next six months. My life is extremely scheduled because that is what is required for me to do what God has asked me to do. I've had to restructure my personal Affairs, no choice. But you know what? It's wonderful because people are being reached. It's wonderful. And pray for me, pray for Denise. And by the way, in addition to doing the regular TV program, we're here for home group every night. How many people do you know that have a daily TV program in the morning and a live TV program every night? It has required a restructuring
0: of our personal lives. Joel? It really has not only your life, but the rest of the ministries. But You know, the goal of the ministry is to spread the gospel both to our nearby world and the ends of the earth. Well, if daily TV means that's what we need to do, to spread the gospel to our nearby world and the ends of the earth, well that's what we need to do. And like you said in a previous home group, if you follow the vision, the resources will come. And we want the gospel to reach the world. It's so very important, and our local communities. It's very, very vital that we do that. But it doesn't happen just by wanting to do that. You have to make a plan, follow the plan, and that requires change. It really does. Sometimes you have
1: to restructure relationships. Just using our TV ministry as an example, when I had more time available, I was easier to reach. But you know what? My relationship has changed. But you know what? I think they became better. Because now I really cherish the time that I have with people and maximize the time. I don't say, I don't just sit around and waste time talking. I don't have time to waste. And so we just maximize everything we have. And not just me, but Denise too. Denise has, it is amazing what Denise Renner is doing. And here's a great example of restructuring.
2: Can I speak back? Yeah,
1: let me just say something quick. covid is a great example of restructuring. It's a great example. If churches said, we're just gonna do it the old way, we don't care about all these restrictions, then they're gonna go out of business. If you're gonna reach people, you have to restructure because it is required. You gotta learn how to speak on camera, you gotta learn how to speak online, you gotta find another way to reach people or you're gonna lose your ministry. You can still do your ministry, but you have to restructure to do it, sweetie.
2: When uh, COVID really came, like in March, um, and they started closing everything down, well, our TV, TV studio, I mean, we had to restructure, and we had 23 people come and live in our house, and we just had church here for one month.
1: Because we didn't know if we would be able to get to the church physically to hold a service so we said to our team we have to restructure how many of you are willing to move into the renter's house and we'll have church in our house
0: and work every day
1: and work every day and they started working at seven o'clock in the morning till 12 o'clock at night because we had seven live webcasts a day but that's what was required to really reach people that needed to be reached and everybody was willing to do it and Denise we had a blast.
2: Yes, we did and you know it was a sacrifice it was but it was wonderful but when you sacrifice it op- it opens the door to other things. And so before before the shutdown I had a pro- I had a, a women's meeting that I had every Sunday night after after two services for two hours. And I talked to women, discipled women in their marriages. Well, I've been doing that for 10 years. Well, all of a sudden, can't do that anymore. So we decided to do it online. Well, now, instead of reaching 40 or 50 women in front of my face, I'm reaching a uh, hundreds of women or, or thousands of women, because I have a program every single week.
1: Denise, it's thousands. Yes. It is thousands of women that have joined you.
2: Yes. And then I have another program that's weekly called questions and answers. And so these women, they get on there and they ask questions and I answer. And, and so the COVID just only opened up opportunities. We restructured but as we agreed, then it doesn't take God by surprise. If we say yes, then the Lord, his creativity and his power and his favor and his anointing, it just comes on what you're trying to do.
0: Joel, you know, Dad, you were talking about your, your relationships can change mm-hmm. and they really can't. Our decisions to reach the goal can change our relationships. It's the truth. So, like Dad said, he spent much more time, he started spending much more time in the studio to film a daily program, so he had less time to go other places for meetings. Well, in Moscow, and Moscow's changed also, of course, but we, Dad and Mom had a driver for years around Moscow.
1: We had had a driver,
0: he was with us for 17 years. He was, he is a wonderful individual.
1: you might say, well, why did the runners need a driver? Well, first of all, Moscow at It kind of goes back and forth, I think, between London, Tokyo, and Moscow is the worst traffic in the world. But if I had to go to a meeting, (laughs) looking for a parking place was a very big deal. I could be late to meetings just because we can't find a place to
0: park. So I had a driver. We had a driver for years. Okay, Joel. And he is just a wonderful person. I think of him so fondly. But, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. He was a wonderful person. But our life changed. Dad's life changed. He stopped driving around Moscow so much.
1: Because I'm in the studio all the time.
0: So that driver's life changed. And he had a change in his life. And Dad started changing because Dad decided to reach the goal to spread the gospel around the world. And I just wanted to say that it's okay if relationships change. It's absolutely normal. You had to change to create the relationship. And sometimes when you change, it stops some relationships. And that's okay.
1: Well, researchers say, I'm reading from my notes, 70% of all people do not like change. 70%. In fact, many of these individuals get very upset when restructuring takes place, for example. Now, I've seen this one over and over. When they are asked to change where they sit in the office or move to a new desk at work, they feel like their world is turned upside down. You know what, we've had to restructure so many times in our life, now I don't even have a desk. I don't even have an office. I do not have an office in our, we have 220 employees. I'm the one that does not have an office. Denise does not have an office. If You, you thought, should see our dining room. Oh my goodness, we work all over our it's house. terrible. Because we've grown so fast, we don't have a space for an office. It's okay, we don't need it. We can work where we work, we just restructure, go with the flow. But when you ask somebody to change their desk, I'm telling you, sometimes they have a meltdown. Or if the boss asks them to shorten their lunch by 15 minutes or come in half an hour early for the next two weeks to expedite a project, they may have a meltdown, just a little adjustment. And really, when people are inflexible like that, it usually reveals that they don't have leadership material. Mm-hmm. Because leaders understand, in Russian you say you have to be gipki, which means you have to be flexible. Flexible. You just have to be flexible. Any organization, organizations are living things. Living things grow, they change, they develop, and you. And of course, when you're leading an organization, you want to provide change in the least painful way possible. Of course, with love. Of course, but change is inevitable. Restructuring is a part of reaching any goal. And as we saw last night, when you're trying to attain a vision, sometimes you realize that what you tried to do was too big, it was too fast, you have to revise. And when you revise, it brings a restructuring of money, space, people, time, relationships. But that's required for the goal to be reached. Absolutely.
0: And I have, a, I have a story about change. I, I hope we have time for it. But, you know, there, ice, ice, you know, people used to buy blocks of ice. Oh. People used to have ice boxes. Well, one company that did ice boxes. They delivered ice to people's homes. Uh, they noticed that people started, it started to change. That business started to change. This refrigerator appeared. And so they decided to make a change. Revised their plan. Their goal was to be in business. So they opened a store in addition to delivering ice, and they called the store 7-Eleven. Are you serious? That's true. Uh, they used to deliver ice, ice uh, people in ice boxes, you know. And, you know, when people get those huge picks and they would deliver them to people's homes. Well, in 7-Eleven, they just opened a store and called it 7-Eleven because they knew there was going to be a change. They had to revise their plan. And that's a true story. I hope it's helpful to people. But, you know, revision is, is necessary. So in everybody's life, it's necessary. Denise?
2: Because I had to restructure my program, and now it's online. Well, it's getting restructured again, because in February, uh, it's going to be able to be viewed in English on, on my YouTube channel. And that wouldn't have happened If we hadn't have restructured because I couldn't speak to a live audience. Mm.
1: I think this is all exciting. You know, I'm a person that likes change if the change has a purpose. And the purpose is the vision. And if you have found out that the way that you're doing things is not going to help you reach your goal, then you need to change things. And I know that can be painful reprioritizing, restructuring your finances, mm. your time, your schedule, all of that can be so difficult, but it's only difficult for a little while. It doesn't last long. And when you begin to experience the fruit of it, you will actually say, Man, we should have done that earlier, Denise.
2: I have a word for somebody that's listening and and you restructuring has been forced upon you because of a death of a loved one. And I just want to speak the comfort of the Holy yes, Spirit to in Jesus you name. because he is there right there for you and he's going to help you just just open up to him and say, Holy Spirit, I really don't know what to do with my life right now. Mm-hmm. And when you call on him. He will come with his answers and with his comfort. And right now, I speak to you even ideas and favor from other people to come around you. This is not the end of your life. This is a new beginning.
1: Amen. Well, we're out of time, but please go to runner.org and get the download starting the new year strong. It's our gift to you. And again, welcome to the new year. It's going to be your best year yet, I declare that to you in Jesus' name. Hey, friends, this is Rick Renner, and I have a big announcement, so pay attention. Starting in January, Home Group will only be Saturday nights. We've decided to really focus on Saturday nights. We want to bring you the very best, but we want you to join us. Every other night of the week, we're going to replay our regular daily TV program, except Sunday night. And Sunday night, we're going to have what's called Teaching of the Month. It's going to really be good. But Home Group will be Saturday night. So please write that down. And don't forget, Home Group is moving to once a week on Saturday nights. And we'll be waiting for you right here.